Hello and welcome to 666 Shock Avenue, your home for everything shocking, horrifying, and just plain distasteful. I am Clint, your host as always. Hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday and I hope that everything is okay where you are. And uh, great to be with you on this Wednesday, the 9th of August, 2023. And I thought I would come tonight with an actual show. We'll get into that in a moment, obviously. As always, we do have movies in theaters currently right now that are showing, as well as movies on streaming. So, uh, let's see here. First of all, how the heck are you on this Wednesday? And, um, you know, before we get into the movies, I just want to make a comment real quick. I've heard there's a strike going on with a lot of writers concerning the fear, and I think it's an inevitable fear, that AI will destroy Hollywood and take over their jobs. I do believe there is some kind of um, truth to this very statement. And uh, I really just hope that the strike can end soon, but there's still a lot of hurdles to go through. On social media, you find out just a little bit of everything. So, uh, let's see here. This is Wednesday, so we do actually have a show today. First of all, we do have some movies to report to you. And um, these are way more than what I've had in previous shows and one show for even last month. So without further ado, let's get started on these. First up, we have Summoning the Spirit. That came out yesterday. The whole synopsis of the film follows Carla and Dean as they decide to escape the hustle of the big city. Purchasing a home in the remote forest, they have big plans for a new quiet life, but they only find something more sinister. The couple quickly realizes that they are on the land of a cult, and the leader claims a telepathic connection with a legendary flesh-eating beast. Deep in the woods surrounding them, Carla and Dean are forced to uncover the terrifying truth of the cult's prophecy. This involves Ernesto Reyes, John Garcia, Crystal, Mila Valdez, and Jesse Taya, just to name a few of them. Next up, The Thing Behind the Door. This also came out on August the 8th. And The Thing Behind the Door tells the story of a young woman haunted by the death of her husband who was killed in a trench in the First World War, unable to accept the tragic loss. The young woman turns to black magic in hopes of bringing her lover back. He comes back to haunt her in her dreams and asks to find an ain't a, um, yeah, it looks like, an annex spell book that holds a formula to bring him back to life, summoning magic from the druids, combining the forces of nature with their own blood. Adele is uh, obsessed by the potential return of her beloved husband. She ignores and she performs a spiritual ceremony that she becomes the chosen one of a very ancient uh, lineage of vegetal incubi craving to perpetuate their race when she um, resuscitates as a terrifying unstoppable and indestructible creature the thing lurking behind the door will only give Adele the child that she was promised before the war 
sounds like it's a pretty rock solid deal. This involves David uh, Duquesne, uh, Fabrice Blinn, Quentin Sertel, and Severine Ferrer, and uh, Fabian Jagadez, just to name a few. That's not rated, and uh, it's available on video demand and digital. So you definitely want to check that out first chance you get. As far as Summoning the Spirit goes, it is also available on Video On Demand and Digital. It has been a while, I apologize. Also, coming to Video On Demand and Digital, on August the 8th, we have Wolf Hollow. And um, this looks like, from the stills, to be just another uh, werewolf film, and indeed it is. So, newbie film producer Alex leads her team of filmmakers, including her best friend Ray, back to his hometown in Wolf Hollow. And uh, when they stumble across a den of werewolves led by his older brother Bart, it's not long before the blood starts flying as the nightmare begins. With time running out and the bodies piling up, Alex and Ray must choose to run and hide or die trying to survive the blood fest, or the bloodiest night of their lives. I suppose it would be a blood fest also. Available on video on demand and digital now. Go check that out. And of course, this all is brought to you by MovieInsider.com. And um, when you need all the info, go to uh, Movie Insider. I may have said that about the other side I used to. And coming August the 10th, we have... Um, traitor, and uh, this is when an ambitious but manipulative sociopath discovers her passion and talent for stock market trading. She sets out to conquer the financial world by any means necessary. This is listed under Thriller and stars Ellen Dubin, Sean Benson, Corey Stanton, uh, Stephen Bogart, and uh, Kimberly Sue Murray, and Tim Dowler Coltman, and um. The rating is not available. It's going to be coming to uh, limited uh, theaters on August the 10th. Check MovieInsider.com for the uh, closest theater screening uh, this or showing this for you. And um, also The Last Voyage of the Demeter uh, comes out this Friday, August 11th, nationwide. Rated R for bloody violence. Of course, um, this is what I mentioned, I believe, last week. And I said, if you like, um, if you like, uh, tales on ships and stuff. But, indeed, I was just kind of messing with you. Uh, this is actually a pretty big deal for those of you who are Dracula fans. It's based on a single chilling chapter from Bram Stoker's novel Dracula. The Last Voyage of the Demeter tells the terrifying story of the merchant ship Demeter, which was chartered to carry special private cargo, 50 unmarked wooden crates, from Carpathia to London. Strange events befall the doomed crew as they attempt to survive the ocean voyage, stalked each night by a merciless presence on board the ship when the Demeter arrives off the shore of England. It is a charred derelict wreck and there's no trace of the crew so this is one that people have been talking about quite a lot um, the last voyage of the Demeter 
and it's definitely worth checking out if you are definitely into the Bram Stoker and the Dracula thing, which, honestly, who isn't? That was all brought to you by Movie Insider, and uh, go there and check uh, where any of these films may be showing near you if they have limited release. So, uh, like I said at the beginning, we have an actual show today, and I know today it's actually this evening at 10 o'clock, this will hit the podcast waves. Um, of course, I'll just say now, uh, Wednesdays and Sundays at 10 p.m., uh, tune in for new episodes of, uh, 666 Shock Avenue. Look for a YouTube video every Monday at 3 p.m., <clears throat> as well as a podcast every Monday at 3 p.m. Uh, and, uh, so anyway, uh, that's just the whole thing, uh, the whole rundown of it. Uh, let's see here. So, it has been a while since I talked about anything haunting, scary, nightmare-inducing, or other. So, actually, I was, uh, poking around on the internet, and I was just looking around, you know, at different things, and I saw something about the Rain Man, Unsolved Mysteries. This, uh, particular episode of Unsolved Mysteries, um, it had aired... Uh, gosh, I don't quite remember when it aired, but what I do know is, um, gosh, what is that about? Okay, so basically what happened was, um, I'll just tell you the whole, um, the whole story. Of course, um, the Unsolved Mysteries, the original with Robert Stack is where this came from. And this is a rather intriguing story, and it leaves a lot to question in the mind. Um, so, um, anyway, here's a story of the Rain Man. And I'm not talking about the uh, Dustin Hoffman uh, film, uh, Rain Man. That's based on a much different individual who, by the way, has an amazing story. This is not... A case of someone who is a living, walking version of Google. This is actually someone who could, as conspiracy theorists think about Barack Obama, could control the weather. So, history says humans were always fascinated in trying to control uh, their surroundings and natural phenomena with their minds. So, you think back to movies like Practical Magic, for example, where they could... Uh, or other films uh, such as Harry Potter, you know, where they do amazing things, things levitate or what have you, and um, seem to take on a persona of their own. But uh, there are some who actually believe they could control circumstances. But uh, those who believe that they have control over the weather, um... To this day, no one has been able to do so. However, an extraordinary event uh, centered on a prisoner in the 80s by the name of Don Decker. And um, his life uh, lay claim to such strange things happening in real life. This was like stepping into a movie and just seeing all the special effects right before your eyes. No wires, nothing like that, no CGI, nothing like that. But, anyway, uh, so moving on here, um, 
he had actually acquired control over the weather around him and uh, he could make it rain and uh, the strange ability made him famous all over the world with the name the Rain Man. So it all started on February 24th of 1983 in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania here in the United States when Decker's grandfather James uh, Kishlaw passed away while others mourned Don was feeling a sense of peace for the very first time. See, what everybody didn't know was that James had physically abused Don since he was a young child. And uh, despite being in the jail, Decker got a furlough to attend his dead grandfather's funeral for seven days. But the sense of peace would not stay for long. Why? Well... After the funeral, Bob and Jeannie Kiefer, who were family friends of Don Decker, invited him to their home to stay at the night. And uh, while having their dinner, uh, Decker continued to stew over the memories that had been brought back up during the funeral. He excused himself from the table to go to the bathroom so he could collect himself and calm down. Uh, according to him, due to being alone... He gradually became emotional and feelings started to enclose uh, his entirety, you know. And as this occurred, the room temperature just dropped like a ton of bricks. And Decker observed the mystic image of an old man like his grandfather but wearing a crown. Following this, he felt a sharp pain in his arm. And uh, when uh, he looked down, he saw three bloody scratch marks. Looking back up, the figure was gone. Puzzled, he went back downstairs. Every joined his friends back at the dinner table, and at this point, throughout the meal, Decker went into an almost trance-like experience where he was unable to do anything except stare. After a while, some more strange happenings began to occur, as in water slowly dripping down the wall and ceiling, and a light mist would form on the ground. And they called the building landlord at night, I believe. Yes. And um, reporting water problems. So they came over and they checked the house. But there was no reasonable cause found. The plumbing and pipes were, no longer, uh, were nowhere near located uh, at that part of the house. They then called the police to investigate what was actually going on. Patrolman Robert, Robert Richard Wolbert, excuse me, who was first to arrive at the scene, only took a few minutes to uh, become drenched in water after entering the home. Later, he described what he saw that night that he entered the house. According to Wolbert, they were standing just inside the front door and met this droplet of water traveling horizontally. It passed between them and just traveled out into the next room. Officer John Bahan, who had come in to join the investigation with Wolbert, also witnessed a phenomenon in the house. He stated that when he had entered the Kiefer house, that he was literally chilled to the spine, making the hair stand up on his neck. And he went to a speechless state of wonder. wonder. Sorry, As Officer uh, Bahan could not understand what was happening here, he advised the Kiefer's to take Decker out of the home and sit down at a nearby pizzeria. As soon as they left, the house returned to normal with no more mist and no more water dripping down. 
Pam Scroffin, who owned the pizza restaurant, saw Decker entering the restaurant like a zombie. And uh, moments after the Kiefer's and the and uh, Decker sat down, the same thing began to occur in the pizzeria. Water began to fall on their heads and spread across the floor. Pam immediately ran to her register and pulled out a crucifix and placed it on Decker's skin. Suspecting he was possessed, Decker reacted instantly and uh, claimed the crucifix had apparently began to burn his flesh. At that point, it was no longer possible to stay at the pizzeria. Bob and Jane Kiefer decided to take Decker back to their home. As soon as they left the pizzeria, the rain stopped falling at the Kiefer's residence. As soon as the Kiefer's and Decker entered the home, the rain started to fall again. But this time, pots and pans were uh, heard rattling in the kitchen. Finally, the landlord and his wife believed Decker was playing some kind of practical joke only to damage the property. The things took a drastic and violent turn. Decker suddenly felt himself levitate off the ground. And then he was forcefully pushed against the wall with some, or by some unseen force. And not long after, officers Bond and Walbert returned to the Kiefer residence with their chief and, uh, they could not find anything unusual, so the chief concluded the event to be a plumbing problem and advised everybody to forget about it, but perhaps, due to the curiosity, the officers ignored their chief and returned the following day with Lieutenant uh, John Rundle and uh, Bill Davies to see how things were going. When the three officers arrived at the home, they were pleased to note that things appeared to have settled down. Then Bill Davies conducted his own experiment and placed a golden cross in Don Decker's hands. Davies recalled Decker's uh, stating it was burning him, so Davies took the cross back. The police officers then saw Decker levitate once again and fly against an interior wall. According to Lieutenant uh, John Rundle's uh, description, all of a sudden Decker lifted up off the ground and flew across the room with enough force that it seemed like a bus had hit him. There were three claw marks on the side of Decker's neck, which drew blood. And Rundle had no answer for it whatsoever. He just draws a blank, even today. After that, the landlord realized the actual condition of Don Decker and wanted to help him to free him from the trouble. So he called every preacher in Stroudsburg and was declined by most. However, one came to the house, and as she prayed with Decker... Then gradually, Decker seemed to be himself again, and it never rained in the home. However, that's not all. Uh, Don Decker's furlough was over, it's time to go back to jail. While in his cell, Decker had a thought. He wondered if he could control the rain, and actually it was uh, normal uh, to be. Uh, who really does not have this wish? And as he started thinking about it, the ceiling and the walls incredibly began dripping water and Decker immediately got his answer. So now he could control the rain wherever and whenever he chose. The prison guard was making his rounds and was not happy when he saw the water flooding the cell. He didn't believe Decker whenever he told him they could control the rain with his mind. The guard sarcastically challenged Decker 
and stated that if he had these powers control rain, then he could make it rain in the warden's office. So, Decker obliged, and it did indeed, uh, something happened in the uh, warden's office. There were actually, um, there was actually a little bit of rain that fell in there, and uh, he actually told uh, the guard to look at his shirt that it was soaking wet. The wardens uh, stated that right about the center of his sternum, four inches long, two inches wide, it was just saturated with water. He was startled, and he was truly scared, and I imagine anyone would be. The officer was also frightened, and he just didn't have an explanation for why or how it happened. Lieutenant Keenhold, who went to check on the warden, finally understood what was going on and called Reverend William Blackburn and urgently asked to see him and uh, asked him if he would see Don Decker. The Reverend agreed and approached Don Decker's cell. Upon being briefed on everything that was that had transpired since Decker went on furlough, the Reverend accused him of making everything up. The accusation did not set well with Decker. His demeanor changed and his cell suddenly became filled with a strong odor. It's uh, been described by a lot of people as smell of death multiplied by five. Then the rain reappeared again. It was a misty rain. Described by the Reverend as the devil's rain, quote unquote. So, after understanding that it was not a hoax... He began praying for Decker and sat in the cell praying with him for hours. And finally it happened. The rain stopped. Don Decker broke down into tears. Whatever it was that affected Decker, it never manifested again. Decker stated that he was hopeful this would never happen again. He said his grandfather abused him once and had, and uh, he had a chance to abuse him again. All he wants is peace. So the paranormal incident described... Did indeed air on Unsolved Mysteries on February 10th, 1993, and earned a lot of popularity all around the world. What do you think? Do you think Don Decker was possessed, or do you think he did contain power that was not given by evil forces to indeed control the weather and become the Rain Man, as he was called? And, um... Tell me what you think in the poll, and uh, also, uh, if you have any questions or suggestions, email realmanightmaresatmail.com. Waging support the podcast, of course, rate five stars. Review wherever you can, and um, any other way you can support it or wish to support it, the info is going to be in the description. And uh, that's all the time that I have today. For this edition of 666 Shock Avenue, um, a million thanks to uh, Unsolved Mysteries for uh, actually documenting this. It gave me a show idea, and I want to know if you'd like to see more of these. Of course, I do see the um, analytics and the stats, so um, I'll know if the show is getting a lot of traction. I do see which ones have been listened to the most. I guarantee you, you'll be getting a lot more of those. So, next show airing on uh, Sunday at 10 p.m. 
And uh, that's going to be all the time we have today, of course, on 666 Shock Avenue. Everybody uh, have a wonderful rest of your week into your weekend. Sunday is the week in review. In the weekend review, I should say. And you don't want to miss that. And also, uh, more news on Till Linderman for Bronstein as we get it and that controversy. And But for now, uh, this is Clint, your host of 666 Shock Avenue, saying have a wonderful, wonderful evening.